Welcome to Marx's Voice, bringing you ideas and analysis from Socialist Appeal, the Marxist voice of labour and youth. For regular updates, subscribe to our podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes or any major podcast provider. Or visit our website at www.socialist.net where you can donate and subscribe to our paper online and help support us in the struggle for socialism. Tonight we're going to be discussing in a minute again with Rob Sewell, editor of Socialist Appeal, who we spoke to last week about the election of Keir Starmer uh, as Labour leader. And uh, what a week it's been uh, in terms of the developments inside the Labour Party. Tonight, obviously, uh, all of the attention has to be on uh, one thing only, which is the leaked report that came out uh, yesterday, uh, a bit of an Easter egg for Labour members on the left, um, which reveals all sorts of uh, quite shocking and scandalous uh, events and episodes uh, that have taken place inside Labour HQ uh, amongst uh, Corbyn opponents. Uh, So in a minute, we're going to have Rob on the line to discuss uh, the contents of this report and what it tells us about recent events about the last few years inside the Labour Party. Just a reminder that uh, this is a live broadcast. So if you're watching at home on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, then please send in your comments. We'll be able to see them and uh, we should have time towards the end of the programme to take some of those uh, comments and questions for Rob. Uh, So in the meantime, I'll just get Rob on the line. Hello, Rob. Are you okay there? Hi. Yes, fine. How are you? You staying safe and healthy since last week? Yes, very safe, very healthy, very good. (laughs) In uh, in quarantine. Um, Well, as I just said to the uh, viewers just now, um, last week... Uh, we spoke about, obviously, the election of Keir Starmer. And uh, it's been quite an eventful week since then uh, in terms of uh, what Starmer's done as Labour leader already. And in particular, uh, we see now this, uh, this, this new report that's been leaked outlining events that have taken place in the, inside the Labour Party headquarters over the last few years um, under Corbyn's leadership and in particular under the uh, General Secretary of Ian McNichol. And uh, the report, uh, I'm sure many people will have already either read it or seen the summary, but just to summarise for readers, it it discusses all sorts of scandalous things about uh, sabotage against Corbyn, uh, disdain and contempt towards uh, left-wing members. Uh, It talks about factionalism getting in the way of uh, proper judicial processes and all sorts of other things. And in particular, the sabotage of the 2017 uh, Labour election campaign. Um, Now, do you think, as shocking as all these events are, do you think any of this will actually come as a surprise to Labour activists who've experienced a lot of these things firsthand over the last few years? Well, I I think the, the report itself has been described as a bit of a bombshell. I think that's that's true. It's what over eight eight hundred pages of um, detailed forensic um, points about what has been happening in the past period. Um, I managed to read half of it, and I was quite uh, you know taken aback as to the 
the uh, the way in which uh, this cabal in the Labour headquarters was able to uh, run the show and um, carry through such a, uh, an abominable uh, an attack uh, on uh, Corbyn, Labour democracy and the ranks of the Labour Party. They got away with murder, basically. I mean, it just shows, I mean, after um, the election of uh, Starmer as leader, but our events are starting to, to, to accelerate. We're in a period of sharp and sudden changes in the situation. This is very sharp. And, and I think it's, uh, although many people I would have thought understood that there was a, a certainly a campaign against Corbyn that was pretty self-evident over the last period, a vicious campaign to get rid of him, backed by the ruling class and the Blairites in the Parliamentary Labour Party. But also the machine itself was uh, a part of this uh, apparatus, a part of this uh, campaign. And uh, they had their own particular culture and um, their own vindictiveness, I would say. And uh, they wanted to remain independent of, of the rank and file, independent of, of the uh, of the Labour Party and operate as a Blairite um, wing of counter-revolution in the Labour Party, for a better expression. And uh, what they did was to, was to create mayhem, really, in... in in undermining Jeremy Corbyn at every single step of the way, of um, I'm trying to block every move to the the left, and above all, to attempt to um, to try and paralyze the the rank and file of the Labour Party. They knew it was they they, they knew that the Corbyn victory was a was a huge uh, um, well calamity for the, for them really because they these people have been brought up in the Blair years and uh, they were older you know as defenders of the establishment in the Labour Party. Uh, particularly uh, McNichol and, and, and company, and um, they they saw their mission as to try and hold the line as best as possible, discredit Corbyn as much as possible, in order to prepare the way for a counter-revolution in the Labour Party at a certain stage. The, so the, the the whole thing was really uh, obnoxious, where they you know comparing Corbyn to Adolf Hitler, that people went you know the rank and file were nutcases, you know, and uh, don't deserve the the term. They were trots, you know. Everybody to the left, apparently, of Gordon Brown was a, tr was a, a trot. Uh, it's quite interesting the reason why they use this terminology. Many of these people came from Labour students, which were very uh, vindictive, you know, against uh, uh, militant and, and Marxists, and, and uh, therefore everybody was a trot, a trot uh, and, and an opponent of, of the establishment. And uh, they waged a, a bitter uh, internal war. Uh, where they were engaged in the most uh, heinous of crimes, inventing, in, in, you know, um, cases, inventing uh, evidence and so on to frame people. This is, this is the uh, state, statement you got, a frame-up regime in this way. They even, uh, you know, uh, joked that this they were creating a Stasi within the Labour Party. They were joking about it. But it shows the type of mentality these people had, you know, they were... They had no no um, appreciation of they had utter contempt for the rank and file, the working class, and they, all they're interested in is maintaining the regime the, and the position of the Blairites, in fact, in the in the Labour Party. And this was the the cutting edge of the Blairite uh, counter revolution or attempt at counter revolution within the Labour Party itself. So they uh, and they did colossal, damn, un, un, unbelievable damage, really, and uh, prepared the ground to what we have at the present uh, uh, moment. And it's a scandal, and we should never let them get away with it. You know, th th there are those people who say, well, leave the Labour Party, you know, I'm sped up. And so, this is the time to get stuck in. These people have um, done uh, enormous damage to, to uh, the working class, to the Labour movement, 
even the prospects of, of a Labour government, they sabotaged from internally, and therefore they have, they have a real uh, uh, cost to, to, to pay. But it's an indication that the Labour Party was a, was not a, um, a separate thing. It was, it, was a, it was a party built by the working class, but there were trends in it, they were fighting, and the ruling class had control of the Labour Party, and, that, and they lost it in 2015 with the election of, 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 um, uh, of Corbyn. And then they, they were desperate to, to maintain control. So they, 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 were, they went on a frenzy, if you like, in chopping people off, cutting them off. The members were expelled, members were suspended on the least excuse. They didn't care. Because right wingers were allowed to come in and everything it was gracious as far as they were concerned. So it was an I internal guess, I guess, civil war. Rob, it wasn't just confined to the party bureaucracy, was it? Because you had Jess Phillips, uh, you know, who stood for Labour leader uh, recently. And she, under Corbyn, was threatening to stab him in the front. So this kind of language of 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 harassment, of uh, of sabotage, it was it was it was endemic across the whole of the right wing of the party, from from the PLP through to the uh, Labour HQ. And I get the impression that a lot of members knew that this stuff was going on. I mean, you you mentioned there the accusation. Uh, the evidence, actually, that they were actively sabotaging the 2017 general election campaign, pouring resources towards safe seats held by right wingers, um, you know, diverting party funds, you know, and, and, and Ian Lavery has rightly asked, you know, who was signing off on these checks? I remember at the time a lot of rumours coming out about this. So presumably members will feel vindicated that, that you know, all of our suspicions that was this kind of conspiracy, if you like, this cabal, as you put it, you know, a lot of people will feel vindicated now that there was this active, uh, you know, uh, a campaign on the part of the Labour establishment, the Labour grandees and this bureaucracy, this apparatus to try and thwart not only Corbyn, but the whole of the, the Labour. And that, that sounds to me like an expellable offence. I mean, to campaign against Labour, effectively, they were doing the dirty work of the Tory party. The, these people represent the interests of the ruling class, of, of big business, of the Tories, of the establishment in the Labour Party. They are ruthless in what they're prepared to do. That, that's what's clear, clear about it. And it's linked to all these types. Even Tom Watson, who's the deputy leader of the Labour Party, he was, he was, he was linked to these individuals. And there were discussions with him that, that Corbyn was going to be pushed out. He was going to be removed. And therefore, Tom, you, you're going to be, prepare yourself to become the leader of the Labour Party and he made a number of leaks as well. You know, they, they were feeding him information. It says in the report, they, they, they would feed uh, Tom Watson information. It would be leaked out and, you know, whenever it was convenient. They, this is a conspiracy going, going on there at every single uh, level, right up to the, the, to the deputy leader of the Labour Party. That's the, that's the point about it. And, of course, they are prepared to, um, as I said, um, not just to, 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 to leak. I mean, um, uh, Watson received five hundred thousand pounds, you know, from uh, from Eccleston, you know, uh, at, in order to put, to keep the Labour Party as a as a, a safe haven for capitalism. Basically, they poured in money, resources. It was a party within a party. They talk about entrism and all the rest, and, and Trotsky said, "What a lot of baloney." These are the real interests. They're the interests of, of capitalism of the Tories, who represent their interests. And uh, they subverted, uh, attempted and do subvert the Labour Party because of that. And uh, that's why it's a war, in my, in my opinion. You can't pussyfoot around with these people. Mm, and yeah. uh, yes, I think a lot of people knew what was going on for a long period of time. Uh, why is this report being produced now? That's I want to know. 
Well, yeah, that's a very good question. What I mean is, <laughs> do you think that this report, in its timing, is is coincidental? I mean, it's come out just a week after the Labour leadership result, um, with Keir Starmer, who obviously uh, is not the the continuity Corbyn candidate, if you like. He's clearly backed by the establishment. He's threatened a a scorched earth policy, uh, you know, and and in particular the people behind him who are backing him, the Labour First progress. They want to obviously eliminate any remnants of uh, the Corbyn movement inside the party apparatus and more widely in the party. So do you think there's uh, do you think it's linked then this the, the leaking of this report to is it a kind of defensive measure, if you like, against uh, this this attempt to to get rid of uh, Corbyn's allies in the party? I think so. They, they, they've been lined up for a purge, no doubt about it. And therefore, as a self-defence mechanism, they've attempted to defend themselves and leave with honour and so on. Which, uh, and they've exposed everything in, in, the, in the process. Unfortunately, this, is, um, this has come at this time. It should have come out uh, a long time ago. It should have come after, you know, 2017, for instance. There's lots of information that goes back a long way. They knew what was going on. And uh, they certainly could have brought it to the attention, not only of the NEC, but also of the Labour Party rank and file itself and show what was taking place, the sabotage that was taking place. But uh, it was kept quiet. And I think the reason for that is, is that it's the very nature. I mean, you know, we've got uh, Jeremy Corbyn, he's a very nice man and so on, but a bit too nice, I suppose, you know, as far as, you know, uh, you know, Don Madon's the same and others. They try to... They try to um, you know, prevent the split and, and, and a division, too much of a division. If only you could hold the thing together, then they could have a Labour victory. That was the idea, which is a false premise, by the way, because these people would never, ever uh, give up. And you give them a, an inch, they'll take a mile, you know, and they see, they see every form of uh, concession as a, a weakness. And they'll go for more and more and more, which, which they have done. And as a consequence, we, we end up in the mess uh, that we've had at the present time, the way they tried to... They forced through uh, not just the defeat of the election. They, they welcome, by the way, the defeat of, the, of, of Labour. These people who are uh, supposed to be employed with the Labour Party were openly talking about how wonderful it would be for the defeat of Corbyn at the general election because it would mean you would be removed. They were talking about how they would vote against Labour, which is an expellable offence. They talked about, I mean, they told these different people on internet and so on about, uh, and people made comments that, that uh, that certain MPs were, were, were traitors and they were expelled for that or, or suspended by very people who were traitors. That's the point about it. These people are definitely traitors in the Labour movement and they should be treated as, as such. And if we don't treat them as such, then we, you know, there's something really wrong if we can't rise to the occasion. You know, when they spit in our face, we shouldn't just wipe it off and think, oh, you know, never mind. You know, it's about time that we, the, the Labour left went on the offensive. And that's, and the character of the Labour left has been, unfortunately, quite a compromising, weak uh, response to the vicious attacks of the right wing all the way along the line. I mentioned Jess Phillips, but they're all the same. You know, uh, Margaret Hodge and all the others denouncing Corbyn and so on. And now we can see what happened. It was a deliberate conspiracy in order, uh, yes, to not to expel people who had anti-Semitic views in the Labour Party and deal with them. Because if they didn't, if they if they let it go on and on and on, it would it would it would, leave, it would mean that, that Corbyn would be blamed for it, and that's what it is. All this is a blame game on Corbyn. All this stuff. So what what happened? They, they you know Jewish comical said uh, uh, today. Oh well, no, you can't trust the report. Other people said, no, you be careful. In other words, they're trying to backtrack altogether. This is a, a 
this is this shows exactly what the score is. The, the Corbyn and company tried to deal with this problem. Although it was over-exaggerated, it is true, but nevertheless, but they were thwarted by the of Mac McNichol, who then became a lord, and others of that uh, nature, who deliberately sabotaged the campaign in order to discredit Corbyn. What a, I mean, this is absolutely unbelievable stuff. This is this is incredible stuff. And if we, if we don't rise to the occasion, there's something damn wrong here. Will the events of the last week have uh, shattered the illusions in the idea of of unity in the party under Keir Starmer? Yeah, so uh, look, we're, we're all in favour of unity, but uh, unity on a proper basis. How can you have unity with people who are stabbing you in the back, left, right, and centre? It's just it's ludicrous, and uh, therefore we should uh, have, if you like, uh, you know, yes, uh, define the Labour Party because it's true that uh, Keir Starmer won the election as a unity candidate, and uh, he put forward some, you know, that he was uh, in favour of the left in many, many ways, and so on and so forth. People kind of went along with it because they were sick and tired of what had been happening. And unfortunately, the left didn't come out clearly in a, in a, in a clear way to explain what was happening. Um, and we could see the result of it, that in, in effect, that uh, uh, Starmer is the uh, candidate of the ruling class and as, as an attempt to regain control of the Labour Party, putting the right wing back in charge, in the, in not only in the national, not, not only in the parliamentary Labour Party, but as many places he, he can. In other words, Restoring the Labour Party as a, a party in the safe hands of capitalism will do the bidding of capitalism and so on and so forth. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people joined the Labour not because of that. On the contrary, to make it represent the interests of working class people. Well, the battle is now on for the soul and of the Labour Party in, in reality once again. And uh, I don't think we should give up. The right wing never give up. Uh, they were determined and they're the backing of the ruling class. But we also should not give up. So now, now's the time not to run away from a battle, but to join the battle. And with this information, I think that there should be uh, one hell of a movement in, in the constituencies. It should enliven people to think, yes, it's you know, we, we were vindicated or, or we were conned. That's the other thing as well. People were, they felt that they were misled, you know, uh, you know and soothed over. And now's the time to bring things out, in, to, to tell the truth to people, bring it in a clear way to people. That in effect, the Labour Party, you know, has been, yes, this coalition, but you had the right wing who were on the defensive since uh, 2015. But now they've become more on, on, on you know, attempted to take, regain, if you like, their control of the Labour Party by destroying, first of all, Corbyn, as they see it, Corbynism and the left of the Labour Party. They said it and even discussed, uh, you know, banning uh, momentum, expelling everybody from momentum. That's going to be 50,000 gone. I mean, these people are, are ruthless once they get, uh, uh, get get control of the situation. Unfortunately, the lefts are a bit um, soft, you could say, very soft. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's to, a good uh, point to, to talk about there, Rob, this softness, because uh, as you mentioned uh, a minute ago, um, you know, this, this report has obviously been leaked uh, for a reason now, but the perfect time would have been to leak this, you know, during you know the, the the time that Corbyn was still leader, when when the left was uh, in control, and do, do you think that was purposely avoided? You know, was were, were the leadership yes. uh, and the and the left leaders were they trying to avoid this kind of civil war? Were they trying to were, compromise or, or appease the these people and these gangsters who clearly didn't show any uh, any kind of peace offering of their own on the other side? 
Yeah, besides there was an attempt on the lefts, uh, left reformism, because they try to pat, they think that the, the way forward is to patch up capitalism, go back to a nice, nicer form of capitalism, as, uh, you know, a, a kind of smiley face capitalism, which doesn't exist. It's a utopian dream. We got the deepest crisis of capitalism in the history of capitalism. That was the time for socialism and socialist ideas, precisely. But the point is, the lefts have always attempted to um, uh, underestimate, you know, uh, the situation. Have attempted to, to compromise with the right wing. They've always talked about you know, the broad church, the broad church. Well, even a church has certain walls and certain you know, demarcation. And uh, you know, the Blairites are a capitalist. Um, element, if you like, or organized element within the Labour Party in order to take back control of the Labour Party for capitalism. And um, Corbyn represented the, the wishes of working class people to regain control of the Labour Party for a new society, a new a new future. But, uh, you know, ideas are, are, are very important, but you have to have the determination to carry them through as well. And we have to realise who the enemy is. And we have to be, to be clear, you know, it's no point in prettifying the situation because you'll end up in a mess. And uh, we should, you know, say things as they are. And these people, are, uh, the, the, the Blairites in the Parliament of the Labour Party, in HQ, not only in HQ, also in the regions and so on, they are the Trojan horse of, 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 of Tories. They are the Trojan horse of capitalism within the Labour Party. And that our task must be to get the Trojan horse out and to make the Labour Party a, a real fighting socialist party in the interest of the working class. And uh, we had a chance to do that. But unfortunately, the, you know, the lefts, uh, they, they fell down on, 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 on carrying things through to the logical conclusion. They could have released this information a long time ago. Mm, mm. A long time ago. 2017. And they could have then Gone for democratizing the party. We're not asking for the moon here. Mm. We're not asking for the you know for a great deal. All we're saying is, surely we could we should democratize the Labour Party to give the Labour Party membership control over those and and and, and choose those who represent the party. After all, the ranks do the work. After all, and surely that's all it's all about. And it's a, it's not a monstrous Bolshevik demand, in my opinion. The court to ask for you know, MPs to be selected on a regular basis by of the Labour Party, and that will give the Labour Party members greater control. Because the problem we have, because we haven't got this control, we have these MPs who are out of control, who see it as jobs for life, a career for life. Uh, they want to make uh, the Labour Party safe for capitalism, and they've got away with murder. And every attempt that the, the rank and file has got to try and change things. They have waded in with, with boots and all. They don't mess about with the right wing. Of, look at Starmer now. With, I guess 99% of his, uh, his shadow camp is the right wing, openly mm. right wing, or you know, middle of the road right wing is 1% maybe of, of the left. This goes to show where, you, you know, where he's really leading. And I think there's a wake-up call here for a lot of rank and file members. Mm. They, they've been conned about where things have been, where they've been led. But we've got to, you know, explain things as they are, you know, warts and all, and say this is a bad. Unfortunately, this is not the solution. This is a, a major problem that we've we've got in this. This compromising has allowed them to get away with murder, has allowed them to to uh, yes to overthrow 
to a large extent the, the Corbyn project, but not all, not that fully. Or well, we had a mass membership still there, mm. and that's the danger. And as, as Blair said, we have to get rid of the mass membership if you're going to reclaim the Labour Party. That's a bit tougher altogether to, to do. But so this has now think... reignited the movement. Well, exactly. This has really been incendiary in terms of, uh, you know, you can see the the anger and the, you know, members are livid and, you know, all the all the WhatsApp groups, the Facebook groups, it's the they're all alive right now with people asking, you know, what to do, because, as you say, we really we should have released this report. The, the left should have been able to get their hands on this report and this information years ago. Better late than never, I would say, in the sense that, you know, at least we know now uh the reality uh, and 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 have the confirmation of what we've always suspected but what should we do with this information now that we've got it you know uh what should the left be doing uh you know john mcdonald jeremy corbyn richard bergen uh ian lavery the you know and the rest of the socialist campaign group of mps you know and left activists who are looking for some sort of leadership some sort of uh you know way forward when when we're stuck at home what what can we be doing uh, now and and look and going forwards to to carry out that transformation to to to, to see justice against these saboteurs? Yes, well, I think you know they have to seize the moment, and this um, belated release, nevertheless, it's released. We should not allow this to be buried. We should see this as a, well, in my opinion, it's a threat to the democratic rights of every single member of the Labour Party. It's a disgrace. We had a coup being organised in the very heart of the Labour Party, together with the Parliamentary Labour Party. And it's about time we, you know, we wake up to the situation and take action in order to, to, to eliminate this. Now, it's uh, obviously there are difficulties in this, in this lockdown period, but certainly, first of all, we're not going to allow this report to be buried. This, uh, you know, there are comrades who, who said, well, you know, perhaps you should have a, an inquiry. This inquiry is already taking place, as far as I can see. Here's all the evidence. Much, you don't need any more than this. But this should be discussed, or, and all the implications should be discussed out in the Labour Party itself. Of course, many of the parties are, are, are locked down at the moment. We should try and have online uh, CLP meetings, if it is possible, we need to get the the, the, uh, the information out there to Labour Party members. I think uh, John McDonald and and the other left should start banging the drum about this. Don't let it, uh, you know, be be allowed to to, to lay, you know, and, and pushed into the background. They should bang the drum. This is the most important question facing the working class movement of this country for a long, long period of time. You know, we knew it was coming. It's about time we faced up to what needs to be done now. Better late than never, it is true, but bloody let's get on with it. Definitely, I mean, it, definitely. It raises the question that the Labour Party conference, whenever it takes, should be called as soon as possible, whenever it's practically possible. There should be one item on the agenda. This report should be on the agenda. And what conclusions must be drawn from it, organisation and political? Because this is the very heart of the Labour Party. You know, what kind of Labour Party do we want? It raises the question of Clause 4, socialism, all these things, as well as, I think, full democratic rights for the membership of the Labour Party. Or uh, who elected, uh, you know, this uh, Ian McNichol? He was the NEC of the Labour Party. Who appointed those, these people? The NEC. Or they're appointed by the appointees themselves. We should demand that every single senior post in the Labour Party be elected by the rank and file. And that they are accountable to the rank and file. 
that they can be re recalled if they do if they if they mess up. That's what we should have in, in the constitution of the Labour Party: regular elections of full-time officials under the control of the Labour Party, as should be the case in the trade union movement. As a matter of fact, uh, I think we should have also that uh, open selection should be brought should be brought in. What I call automatic reselection of MPs and of councillors. It's a democratic thing, for God's sake. You know the members of the rank. What argument is going to use against this? Oh, well, it's a distraction. Well, isn't this a bloody distraction? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, is this a, a conspiracy against every democratic right of the movement? Let's not fudge this question. They should bring back open selection uh, immediately, in yeah, order definitely. to not just council, not just to MPs but councillors. So we can control our representatives. So they don't go around saying we're going to stab the leader in the Labour Party, or we're going to burn the Labour Party and hang him and all the rest. I mean, it's absolutely incredible stuff that's been going on. They've got away with murder, and it's all time we we stopped it in, in all in all forms. I think we should get rid of the careerism from the Labour Party. You yeah. know, why shouldn't every MP be on on the average wage of a skilled worker? What's that about thirty-five grand instead of eighty odd grand plus expenses? Let's get down to the working class. We're supposed to be a working class party. Represent the working people. We'll start living like working people. Definitely, and if you can fight definitely. to better the working class living standards, you'll invite you'll better your own living standards. And that same goes for the for the trade union movement itself. We should also reinstate. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, you know, what would you say then to 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 activists right now in the sense of? You know, last week and 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 on the back of this, we have seen some people saying, you know, to hell with the this. I'm I'm leaving the Labour Party. This I'm disgusted by this. Uh, an understandable outrage uh, against Starmer and against all of this uh, bureaucratic layer in the Labour Party. Um, what would you say to activists in the Labour Party right now in terms of, uh, you know, what 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 should we be uh, what should we be doing basically? I say, look, your comments. Let's not desert the fight prematurely. Uh, what else? What is there? And the Labour Party is the central uh, organisation of the working class, whether you like it or not, <laughs> in Britain. And the fight is to be fought. Uh, and unfortunately, we lost the the battle, but we haven't we haven't lost the war yet by any stretch of the imagination. There's going to be big upheavals in Britain in the coming period. Look at the economic crisis as an indication. Apparently, it's going to be deeper than the 1929-33 crisis in Britain. It's going to raise sharp questions about which way forward, what policies need to be ha hammered out, which way, and what position, what is the Labour Party going to be, a socialist party or a pro-capitalist party? And therefore, we're going to put demands, yes, you know, that all the leaders of the Labour Party are, are in, in line with the wishes of the rank and file of the Labour Party itself. That's why I call for for automatic reselection. That's why I call for a workers' MP and a workers' wage. That's why, and this means every every person who's been denied or suspended or expelled from the Labour Party in the last three or four years, they should be allowed to come back in. You know, they, they, at least their cases should be immediately reviewed. You know, if it's if it's political, they should be immediately restored. Their membership should be immediately restored. And therefore, we have to, you know, get a grip of ourselves, get a grip of the party. You can't do it by just abandoning ship, abandoning the. I mean, how many how many times has the trade union labour movement been involved in defeats and setbacks? Quite a lot, they, uh, I would tell you, quite a lot. But if we give, and if we all, if you all give up the ghost, then we'll be in a real pickle. About time we, 
you know, we, we grew some muscles here, some stamina, and realized that the struggle is not a two-minute uh, phase. It'll take a bit of time, but the events are moving in our direction. Capitalism can't deliver the goods anymore. The Blairite position, which is a political position, is to defend capitalism. Capitalism is in crisis. Capitalism cannot deliver any more reforms on any sustained basis. And therefore, shows the weakness of this, the, the, the ideas that they, they put forward. We have to put bold sources policies forward. Reclaim Clause 4. You know, not patch up capitalism, but overthrow capitalism. To hell with capitalism. If it can't deliver law, a decent living standard ordinary work, the people will to hell with it. And that's what the labor movement, that's what the pioneers of our movement always fought for. And that's why we say it should be common ownership of the means production. The big giant firms, the monopolies, the banks, and insurance companies should be taken over under workers' control and management. Yes, this is where the democracy comes in. And planning the resources of the interests of the majority of people, not private profit of a temple. So that's what the, the pioneers of the labor movement really uh, had in their hearts. And so we've got to put it into practice now. And that's why it's on a, we shouldn't abandon the struggle in the Labour Party. We should step up the fight in the Labour Party and the fight to transform the unions as well, by the way, to make them more reflective of the, of the, of the working class. It's a, it's, a, it's a battle for the soul of the Labour movement, of the working class. This is something, this is not like the last 20 years or last 30 years. This is a period of devastating economic and political crisis in Britain. And it's going to shake everybody up. And we've got to, we've got, Marxism, that's the great value of Marxism, understands what's going on, the laws of, understands it is a class struggle, the material interests of society and so on and so forth. And that the only way forward is not to patch up a system which cannot be patched up, but to, to do away with it. And we have the strength, the working class has never been stronger. You know, it's the, the many and the few, that the argument has been put forward. Well, that's quite true. But we need a leadership and a programme is prepared to carry that through. And Marxism gives you a, a clear understanding. It provides a sort of backbone as far as the left is concerned. It gives a perspective of what can be achieved. And that's why we have to build the, the Marxist tendency in Britain, in the Labour Party, in the unions, in order that we can prepare the ground for what is coming. A huge colossus is coming. A huge movement is coming. And we've got to be prepared to give that leadership in a movement, not to pussyfoot around as we've been doing, in effect, but to, to carry the struggle all the way through to a conclusion. And that's what we're looking for. That's what Marxism talks about, nothing mystical about it. Learn from the past in order to, to uh, give us an idea for the future so we don't make the same mistakes of the future. We've made a lot of mistakes, and now it's about time we realise this, this is a crunch time. Therefore, these ideas of Marxism, very, very old ideas, are more relevant today than ever before. So I appeal to our readers, yeah, stay in the Labour Party, fight in the Labour Party, fight for those ideas, but join the Marxist tendency. Join us, join Social Appeal to fight and build up a powerful Marxist tendency in the Labour Party that can fight for a genuine programme, that can eliminate capitalism, that won't uh, sort of compromise its position, but will fight in, in order to, to, to carry through the real historical mission of the working class that is to change society. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Marx's Voice. You can subscribe to our podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, or any major podcast provider. Or visit our website at www.socialist.net. 
And if you're able to, please donate or subscribe online and help support us in the struggle for socialism.